This is episode 321 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, William Wizard of Waterdeep Hegwood. Tonight, I'm joined by Marcel Gen Con Store Champions, Manzano. Store Championships. Store Championships. Uh, Ryan, am I seeing double? Staniszewski? Maybe triple. Uh-oh. James, multi-class master, Ritter. Hey, guys. All right, we are going to jump into Gen Con talk happening over this last weekend. Very exciting world qualifier. But before I do that, I got to give a shout out uh, to our GSP patrons. Uh, the uh, episodes of our podcast are brought to you by patrons. They're the largest group of supporters of what GSP has. They get access to patron only channels on our Discord. We send out quarterly gifts. You just got to go to patreon.com slash gold squadron to become a patron today. Uh, really helps us get uh, the uh, wheels moving. Uh, we got uh, actually footage from Gen Con we expect to explore later. Unfortunately, we couldn't do a stream of it um, because of basically complications uh, with uh, the, the event. But... Dion was there. Marcel was there. Ryan, you went as well. It sounds like, then. I did not. Oh, what? What is? You... Must have been a different run. And Marcel farmer. had. Oh, farmer. That it was makes farmer. That makes more sense. Yes. Because uh, I was like, do you went to Jenka? Uh, <laughs> my jealousy for everybody going to GenCon. Sounds like it was an amazing event. We're gonna pull up the roll better here. And take a look at lists. Uh, how do you guys want to start? You want to start with an overview, or do you want to start with the final table? Well, let me start just uh, since being the only person here, because Dion was here as well. Sure. Dion was there. Um, is uh, I, I showed up Friday, and I got my badge on Friday. So I think Gen Con attendance in general was, was down, even though they had a lot of sold out. Like You walk in, and they said sold out. Saturday was sold out and the 40 events were sold out. I think there might have been a lot of no-shows because normally I do uh, have to wait in line for a while to get my, my badges. Um, but yeah, there was absolutely zero line. Like you go, you show up. I mean, there was people there. You, there, there, you could definitely see there was, there was a crowd there. And, uh, definitely the hotel prices were still the same as ever. But um, but yeah, it was, it was not... A, I don't know how, how attendance was for the event in general. Uh, but, you know, uh, Kayla and I, 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 I went with Kayla. And on the drive back, you know, we were, to be frank, we, we were pretty disappointed. Uh, because, you know, one of the things, you know, for us, I don't know, like everybody goes, like buying for me, because I have to, you know, Kayla and myself, it was like three hundred and fifty dollars for the Gen Con passes plus the um, plus the like events and all that other stuff. It was like three hundred dollars or so, maybe three three fifty. Then it was like another four fifty for hotel. So I mean that's like seven fifty eight hundred dollars uh, to go there. And usually I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, like you know, in previous years, Nova, for example, I know Ryan's going to Nova. And I've been to Nova almost every year. Like, I don't mind because I even pay probably a little bit. Whatever I don't pay in the con 
passes because NovaCon is a lot cheaper than Gen Con passes. I pay in um, like, you know, plane tickets and stuff like that, right? But I'm typically fine with it because I get to see and hang out and be in an environment where there's a ton of people that I haven't seen in forever. Like, and when I say a ton, I'm talking about like 60, 70 people, right? Like that's that's kind of like what we can expect these days on um on, on a Swiss heat in most events. Uh, but we played on Saturday, which you would expect to be the busiest. Actually, was the least busiest out of the three heats that showed up, and there was 20. I think 20, 21 people. I don't know what the actual number was. It's on there. Uh, but but it, 21 players. No, I, I was reading there. But anyway, there was there was very few people. So uh, now was, now I get the cha- store championships reference. Yeah, yeah. It was 21 people. So we had. It uh, looks like we had 26 on Thursday. Uh, 31 on Friday and. 21 on Saturday. So it's basically like three store championships put together, right? And then the, the three store championship cuts kind of all play for um and so that was and then on uh to top it all off for me personally is half the people that were playing on Saturday were all like Chicago people. Like I played Nick Sperry, I played Nick Tobin, I played Joshua uh, I, I can never pronounce that guy's name, Stuchowski. Um, the fair games teal, and you know I was playing like Chicago people, the same people that I play every week in store championships. So it was um for the amount of money that we paid, it was it was a little bit disappointing in in that regard. Like I was hoping for for you know like seeing people that I don't see on a regular basis. You know it was nice that D Yoon and Ryan Farmer showed up. Saturday, so there were two people that you know you don't see very often. So it was nice that I got to see a couple. I also got to see Papa Papa Tippet, which is you know, oh, and I saw Coach. We we went, uh, we were out late with Coach at Coaches, uh, you know, taking shots too late into the night when I had to wake up for the cut at six a.m. Um, but um, yeah, like the best part of X Wing is usually the people you see and hanging out with a lot of people and it just didn't feel like the attendance was there. Uh, although Friday night at Coach, it was a great event and it was still the best night of X-Wing. But most of the people I hung out with was people like Nate, uh, Ali, Tim, Nick Sperry, Andrew, like all the, all the Chicago people, which is, you know, people that we hang out here anyway with. So it felt more of a local event than Gen Con, which Gen Con used to be like. Right. I mean, do you think that's because it's spread out amongst three different days or do you just think it's because it's a major like convention? Because like Nova, Adepticon, those are like miniatures focused. They have other things too, but pretty focused on the miniatures. So more niche crowd, whereas Gen Con's kind of wide open gaming yeah. for all types. I hope. I hope. And like, we'll see how some of these other events play play out. I hope it's the price tag that drove people away. Uh, because like I said, I, uh, Kayla and I combined was, cl- you know, was close to $400 before we even talked about food and drinks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like $400 a person. That's, that's, that's a lot for an X-Wing tournament. Um, so I hope that it like the price tag is really what, what scared people away. Because if you're only coming for X-Wing, it's not really worth it. But if you're, 
um, like I saw Duncan's post, uh, Duncan Howard, um, and he was talking about like he did laser tag and then they did other events and then <laughs> sure. they were demoing stuff. So if you're doing like the whole convention thing and you're partaking in like everything else that is not miniatures that, you know, a, a convention of that size offers, it makes sense. Like you're going to spend that money. It's like going to this thing. Mm -hmm. like you spend a ton of money at this land, but you partake in a lot of the stuff. But if you're only going there for an X-Wing and the people that are invested in X-Wing but not so much invested in tabletop gaming in general, uh, I think Gen Con is probably not the the the, the best option just sure. again because of the price. And, but we'll I mean, see. with like, Nova, with Store Nova's Champion, with Store Championship season, like it's it hasn't been hard to find X Wing as well. So maybe that factors into it. People aren't longing for uh, these like major events because they're having more Store Championships, more Store like monthly tournaments uh, to get their X Wing fix on. Oh, and Greg was there too. I see Nickel City X Wing. Yeah, Greg was part of the, oh, the whole. So it was almost all Chicago people, but uh, <laughs> Greg's honorary Chicago. Honorary Chicago. That eh, checks out. Uh, well, that's good. Well, uh, Marcel, I mean, floor is yours. How did you do? What did you fly? So I flew the list that I flew uh, last week at the store championship. It did well, which is uh, Anakin 7B with. Uh, Daredevil and R4P. And then I flew Rick Olay with Daredevil R4P. Uh, Click with um, double target locks. Oddball in the Siege of Coruscant arc. And uh, Slider with um, Lone Wolf. Uh, and day one, I went four and one. I, I lost to Nick Sperry, who I will talk about later. Uh, did really well. Went undefeated in both days of Swiss and ended up uh, top top overall, and then uh, lost in the top four. And out of the five games that I played on Saturday, three of them were against Paul Heaver's list. So three of them were against three arcs, Padme, and um, yeah, three arcs, Padme and Anakin. So that that list is in in full force. Like uh, I did not play a single. Han, uh, I don't think there was. I think the only three people playing Han was uh, Kayla, Ryan Farmer, and the. I think were the only Han players that day. Now two of them made cut. <laughs> Ryan Farmer and the Yoon both made cut. So Han's still good, but but people are are. It's not it's not out of win anymore. It's well, not I just mean, your opponent can't handle this. Yeah, I, I mean they both made cut so that's like more than half of the solo people making cut at least from the people yeah. that i knew were I think, playing solo and i think the one of the hans on thursday was boy han mm -hmm. so wow a little, a little spicy uh so you made it to you played sunday yeah so i played sunday and i played uh zach bart um, the first game, we were both uh, four and one, so it was basically you lose, you're out. Um, and it was a really tight game. Uh, he was flying a Rebel list without Han Solo, so he actually was... Uh, we'll go through his list in a second, because sure. uh, he, he yeah. made um, the top two, so we'll break those down a little bit more. Uh, but that was a really close game, um, and he won 14 to 13. 
and it really came down to the final initiative roll uh, because we were playing um, what is it? The, the Scramble. Press buttons. Yeah, press the, the button. buttons. Yeah. So uh, the final round. Uh, if I move first, I press the button and I win by one. And he blocks because we were both moving into the same spot with our initiative sixes he, uh, with his fen and my. So, and if he moves first, he he moves, presses a button, and then I bump it to him. I can't action. So it was one of those. Um, it was a really close game, and he won the initiative roll. So he moved first, pressed the button, and then I moved and bumped behind him, and that was really the 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 decider in the game. So it was really really tight game and uh i also lost the follow-up game uh that was probably the only bad variance game i had like game seven uh yeah because saturday uh it was it was like you know they, they ebbs and flow sometimes you get good dice sometimes you get bad dice uh they come in bunches but round seven was probably the only one where it it started off rough and it maintained rough i lost that one 20 to 15 um, but but I was happy because it was the guy's first major tournament, and he actually made top eight, got his templates, and he was super excited about it. And I was kind of happy for him to so, to do was that. He was he using cardboard still? No, he wasn't using cardboard, but he did okay. have like the, you know, like his first yeah, like non-store level event. Yeah, and he made uh, the top eight, and there was some really cool. Um, templates like i was that, that's why i stayed and played game seven because i really wanted those templates too uh so can you was, can you for the guy. can you review uh so three days of swiss uh can you uh go into detail about what was sunday yeah so it was uh you you played five games during uh your swiss round and anybody with um either four wins 11 points so you needed four wins or you needed three wins and two draws. So anybody with 11 points advanced to Sunday. Sunday, your MOV and your SOS, or your mission points, I don't think it's MOV anymore. Your mission points and your SOS strength of schedule were wiped off. And, but your win points, like if you won four games, you had 12 points. Like your win points carried over and you only played... Um, Two games, so there was two games, and then it was a cut to the top four. So the so the um, the strength of schedule would only apply for for Sunday. It's only two games, uh, so if you did lose your first one and you dropped, you were kind of putting your opponent that beat you in a in a rough spot because then they would not, you know, that that would almost disqualify them automatically. So. Um, uh, yeah, so that that was it, and it was only a cut to the top four up to that point. And okay, I, then then the the top four, obviously, then elimination rounds. Yeah, where is the final heat? So was able to uh, still get a bunch of players in, uh, but it sounded like you played four rounds then, or would have played four rounds. Uh, yeah, had, if you want, if you needed to win. Like uh, Tyler and Zach played a total total of nine games, nine five games. under Swiss and four 
so on Sunday. Uh, interesting. Essentially, there's st- it's it's still like a normal cut then, except the people that had uh, one loss could leave. Essentially. Well, it's the undefeated people have. Um, it's not elimination for the undefeated people going into Sunday. So if you were five and zero, oh, yeah, you could in theory lose game six, win game is, seven, get into the cut. Yeah, which is actually an interesting, um, like it, it, it was, it's interesting, uh, and I, and I and I, I I like it better than just like a straight thirty two because it, it rewards your good Swiss play and it and it rewards you playing out your fifth match to get that fifth win instead of just advancing to the cut. That's that is true. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, so and it, and it's like one of those where it gives it the feel of you know when you're running a like if you guys play chess actually or any like other tournaments they do like a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. Mm-hmm. It gives you the feel of like a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. So when you lose, you still have like another opportunity to play. Um, so even if you went undefeated in Swiss, it still gives you an opportunity to lose on Sunday one of your first two games, and still not be eliminated where if you're doing a cut you know top it was how many 14 players so if you did a top 16 let's say um somebody who went five and no loses in the top 16 and then they're automatically eliminated so i i do i do like that that it makes it feel like a little bit of um like a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket rewards you for having a five and oh swiss day yeah 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 which 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 i think is uh which which i will i wish i would have had in 2019 (laughs) worlds uh or 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 a little bias or even this weekend having a 5-0 uh going into um the cut or going into sunday would have been nice yeah yeah um, yeah. And then the, so, I, I, mean, I guess I guess with uh, it being an odd number of players, that also kind of made it weird um, for uh, buys, right? Yeah. Uh, well, there was an even number of players on Sunday. There was fourteen, but Ryan had to drop. He wasn't feeling well. Ryan uh, Farmer. Yeah, Farmer. Yeah. Uh, so he had to drop. So that made it an odd number. And Crispy ended up getting the the buy. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, the way that uh, Chris Allen explained it to to the thirteen of us is uh, the way that Roll Better handles buys. Crispy, whoever got the buy, Crispy in this case would be automatically eliminated because he would have the weakest strength of schedule. So he compared to the around. other like x and ones or whatever exactly so he flipped it around to where the person who got the buy was basically given like if you win your round seven you're in because it was either one extreme or the other you know it's either either you're automatically eliminated before even playing your any games or you're gonna play with uh strength of schedule that you know you win you're in in round seven, so it yeah. was. Um, it, it, again, it's not perfect, but I, 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 I would, I would rather it not better. automatically eliminate one. Person. Yeah, yeah, because like, <laughs> hey, your your opponent dropped. So did you. Congratulations. <laughs> so did you. Yeah, here's your drop sheet. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I would rather that that and I'd rather that 
and let like at least give those other people that didn't get a buy a chance to like you could just win your games right so i mean i feel like that's fairer yeah and before we go down into like the numbers of who played and all that other stuff i do want to make sure that Mm -hmm. um and and i know i i i I, i'm disappointed in the turnout and i'm disappointed in not seeing and hanging out with the number of people that i that i'm used to hanging out with i'm gonna i plan i don't think i'm gonna do lvo but i might go to philadelphia i forgot the name of it pax pax PAX, east yeah i might go to pax and i will definitely be at lvo and i'm hoping the numbers are better but uh chris allen and and the judging crew um like perfect like they 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 were um they were attentive they made tough calls they were very the communication was very very like there was zero confusion about what was going on and um everything felt fair there was i i didn't see anybody like there there was there was no probably also because it's such a tiny tournament but um everything ran perfectly so big ups to to chris and and the people that were running that event because it was it was really well managed how is this and we were out on time fully how is this man not like just fully employed by amg at this point well it should be like like, judge staff before yeah because he is just like cannot do wrong kind of thing (laughs) it a, a genius when it comes to this kind of stuff and uh if I'm having an, any kind of like big event, I'm really hoping that Chris is running it because, yeah. uh, in not that any other option is bad, but like I know that like there's gonna be no worries if Chris is running it. Now I did notice, um, while we were playing on Saturday, mm-hmm. every time that somebody said "judge" and screamed really loud, the Yoon perked up. <laughs> Every single time, there's a judge. Yeah. And the unit was like, like I'm, I'm ready, and then I don't know. He's got that like that muscle memory. He's got, just yeah, he's built got the muscle him. memory. He's like, I got it. Oh wait, no, yeah, <laughs> can't go. Yeah, it's the same thing of like when a mother hears a baby crying. It doesn't have to be her baby, but she'll still perk up. Oh well, that's good. Um, I mean it. That uh, we can rely on Chris. He's always been above average uh probably the the best um trying to be the best you know uh, uh you organizer out there effort before worlds doing a lot of tournament research and mm-hmm. he's just he, he's not afraid to make the necessary calls he will go into all the necessary conversations with his other judges for calls and will always double check and be very communicative to you to let you Fully understand the rules that he's ruling on. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, it's and, it's and never. So, Chris has a really good way of being assertive without being a jerk. So I think that's that's a just personality gift that he has. That he has a way of like when he makes a call and that's his call, uh, hmm. of doing it in a way that is not like. You know, like some people are. Like, I'm big boss. You do, you know, like, he's, or or he's, it's a, just, he's assertive and uh, and uh, direct, but he's not aggressive. Yeah, and yeah, he's he, nice, and he 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 tells you like, hey, this is just the way we're gonna do it, and 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 it doesn't come like you said, it doesn't come across as aggressive or or um, 
arrogant or anything like that. It's, it's he's yeah, got a he really good way of He definitely ends his he ends his he ends his sentences with a period, but there's always room for discussion. Is essentially like the way I think about it. And if if he will like so, if, when there's time, he will take the time if you have questions and would like to talk about things more. If you're questioning a call or a rule and want to talk with him, he will do that. He you know he might need to he might specifically ask to to say uh, I I will find time with you later when we can. He will do it. Uh, just just do it in good faith. The the man does not have a lot of time for everything for everybody. So just as long as you take the time yourself to try and educate yourself through the X-Wing rules, references, and anything else through the cards as best you can, um, it is well worth the time if you have a question to make sure you have prepared yourself. Uh, not like for the test, but like... Uh, one of the few things he, he will if, test if, you. <laughs> if, 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 if you go to him and you haven't like done any attempt at trying to figure out the answer yourself, you might just be like, "Read this right here. It's right here." Yeah, yeah. And like decisions that he makes are not like, "Oh, I just kind of made like a snap decision." Like, no, he has like thought out this decision five, six, seven times, and this is the conclusion he's come to every time. So, uh, usually with a judge yeah. team. He doesn't, yeah, usually he doesn't not, like not alone with a judge team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I did give him. I did give him. Uh, I wouldn't say give him a bad time, but I did question one of his choices, uh, and he held his ground. It was um, Sunday, so we paired. Right, we did the pairings, uh, which were already done from the day before, but because Ryan dropped, you know, he repaired, and then we were all basically getting ready to do our. Our, our turn one, and right before the game st- started, uh, Tyler noticed that all the undefeateds were playing somebody that was X and one. And so Tyler's like, hey, like, none of the undefeateds are playing each other. Like, something's wrong with the pairings. And as they were trying to figure out, like, what to do, the, the, the natural thing would be, like, we'll just redo the pairings and make sure that uh, the people are you know, playing who they're supposed to be playing, whatever happened. Uh, but when he did that, he decided to uh, redo the pairings, but guarantee redo the pairings, but guarantee crispy the the buy versus just redoing the pairings all out. Um, which I thought is like, if you well, if you're gonna redo the pairings and the, and the machine's gonna randomize it, just let the machine randomize it uh, instead of like adjust the machine so that the machine doesn't you know guarantee somebody the the you win one game you're in um it's you know it's because it's kind of like a little like a lottery ticket um and and i questioned them on it and that's one of the things that he said like nope that's the way we're doing it and i i didn't push it i just i just questioned it he's like that's the way we're doing it that's the way they're doing it i mean they're the tl but um yeah, that's the only time that I questioned his choice. I'm sure there's a reason for it. I didn't. I didn't bother to ask because I just got ready for my game. Sure, I'm sure there's. If it's Chris, I'm sure he had a research answer for it. Uh, so, but let's dive in to the final tables list. Uh, we've been talking a lot about. Uh, the Galactic Republic, 
Um, so I'm going to go over Tyler Tippett's. Congratulations, Tyler, uh, with a second major win for X-Wing. Uh, won Adepticon 19, uh, which feels like <laughs> 100 years ago. Uh, but uh, awesome to see. Uh, the X-Wing is not a dice game. We still have the same players uh, placing high. Uh, so that's always good to see, um, though. This list, I'm not excited to read out. <laughs> so this is Galactic Republic. This is Anakin Skywalker and the Siege of Coruscant Ada. Uh, that uh, is the standard loadout. Anakin, what, uh, Aunt, Brian, you know exactly what's on it. What, what is exactly on the the SOC? I know it's like ESC, oh. but, or auxiliary uh, yeah, ion it, cannons. Yeah, ancillary ion cannons. It has... Uh, which is a two-charge thing. Basically, you just spend two charges to do it. You can use it uh, basically every other turn to try and count your crits as ion tokens when they get hit. It's not like an ion cannon where you have to hit and then you get to deal your ion tokens. It's straight up crit mm. is ion token. Okay. Um, it ha uh, Anakin has malice, so hey, crit mm. generation, very cool. Um, and has R2-D2 Republic Astromech. Uh, same exact, I'm pretty sure. Same, same ability. One. Even, and even then, says shield on it, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he has his abilities a little different from his um, a custom counterpart. People who know the custom version of Anakin know that he would normally remove a red token or a non-lock red token, I believe. Or it could just be red overall. Um and when he lands amongst mostly enemy ships, um, whereas in this version he can barrel roll uh, when he ha when he finishes fully executes his maneuver, and there's more enemy ships than friendly ships at range zero to one by spending force. Okay, so it almost acts like an Aether Sprite's fine two controls: spend the force, get a barrel roll, but very yep. conditional. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, of course, they have that system phase reposition, like all Aedas do. Uh, spend a force to yeah, boost your barrel Don't roll. forget, you've already, if you've done a system phase reposition, make sure you remember that you did that one already. <laughs> mm. I know Tyler, uh, I don't know if he brought them with him, but he yeah. likes having tokens with him that uh, specifically have, like, barrel roll icon on one side and boost on the other. Whichever one he does in the system phase, he puts them next to his Anakin, so he knows, and yeah. opponent is reminded... He's already done that reposition action. That yeah, it is very helpful. I've seen those tokens around, and uh, I when I when I do play Adas, I do put a similar token out there of like, this is my barrel token or this is my re reminder kind of thing. Mm -hmm. no, that's smart. That's smart. Uh, we have a lot of the Siege of Coruscant arcs. We have Oddball, Wolf, and Jag. They all shoot uh, veteran turret gunner. Uh, oddball gives out locks. Wolf get can use other people's locks and has a reroll out the front and an extra die out the back, conditionally. And then Jag can pick up free locks for people that are shooting. So it creates this: Oddball can shoot, give Jag a lock. Wolf can use Jag's lock with Wolf Pack and then give Jag a second lock. Uh, so really fully modified uh, between those three arcs. And then, an unexpected up-and-comer this season, Padme Amidala. 
and the N1 Starfighter. Now just four points with marksmanship, passive sensors, and proton torpedoes. So you roll up, get your full throttle evade, and you pop passive sensors. Wait for your turn at initiative four, and then can uh, acquire a lock to fire those proton torpedoes. Uh, we've talked a lot uh, with Paul in the last podcast about Padme, how Padme really shuts down these Bistan Hans. Uh, they can't reroll dice. They can't mod these extra focuses. Though you do need to be in Padme's arc. So if you can arc dodge, you can uh, get around that ability. But for a lot of ships who just take a single focus token, uh, turning all focus tokens essentially into calculates, uh, you know, it's even worse than that if you have multiple modifications like Han does. Um, it's uh, very surprising to see uh, that ship um, just run house out here. But I mean, James, you're a big fan of it. It is just demoralizing uh, against some attacks. Uh, if you roll out all eyeballs on attack or defense, uh, you just look silly out there. Uh, only modifying a single dice. Oh, yeah. Uh, rolling, rolling up and seeing someone roll a bunch of focuses. Um, and then just I just like take all but one of them and put them to the side and say these are not yours anymore. These are mine. Um, you can't touch them anymore. You only get to touch this one. Yeah, um, it, it is. <laughs> it is pretty divorced. I I definitely do that. Like, hey, like, you know, those are dead. They can't be touched. Those are dead dice. You know. Um, so. And it is a. It is. It is pretty rough. But it, if you dodge her arc, you know, she doesn't really. It, it's just a, and one with a torpedo. So I got um, you know, uh, going back to the AMG. Uh, I think it was on Twitter. But the, the AMG message that, that got sent out, basic, or the FAQs, I think it was their FAQs, where, you know, they talked about, you know, the um, before we expected, like, uh, point point changes during new product releases or every six months. That was, like, the expectation. And they came out and said, no, not really. Like, you know, our, our view is uh, we change things when they're necessary. So I'm just wondering at which point will – well, I have – Two questions, and I think it, it, you know it's a good discussion if you guys are up for it. Is one of them is at which point is this list meet that threshold? Um, and we'll talk about like how many people showed up and what they did with it. And if it does meet that threshold, with which elements of it meet that threshold? Is it is it just Padme? Is it Padme's loadout? Is it her primary ability or the fact that she can also toss out four dice? Uh, with an evade and focuses for defense, or is it um, you know the ultra efficiency of the three siege of course on arcs that are? I don't think it's Anakin. I, I mean, originally when the points first, led, I was like Anakin four points, but I don't think it's Anakin. Um, or is it like the three siege of course on arcs that really just create these re this ridiculously efficient both offense and defense for a list so which when you say of efficiency uh you're referencing the amount of dice modifications as i was saying oddball gets free locks wolf gets yeah. free stuff jag gets free stuff everybody's getting free stuff in addition to getting free locks it lets them take their primary action as focus 
and can use that born for this to sling it out to Padme and Anakin, uh, giving them a way to be defensive. Exactly. So all the (sighs) offense and and mod, not all, but just all three ships have uh, a way to get multiple offensive modifiers and defensive modifiers in most of their engagements. And I'm saying most because um, usually once you're into the mix of things, Oddball will be bumping and will be taking that stress focus to give Mm -hmm. himself a target lock or give a friendly a target lock. Um, So, so yeah, so at what point does this list meet that threshold? Again, I've played, I've told you guys, but we haven't mentioned that in the cast. Uh, Out of the five games I played on Saturday, three of them were against you know, copy paste this list like not a single upgrade. To, well, I don't even think you. Well, Padme would be the only one that has it, but you know, I played this exact list three times. <laughs> yeah, there's not too many, not too many customizable upgrades around here. Yeah, and then like uh, I mentioned, like I beat this list three times, but I don't think I beat this list. Um, I'm trying not to sound rude. Like if, uh, if, there, if you there were, there were, there, there were, pirate, Tyler, there were yeah. yeah, there were decisions made, and there were there were choices made with the people that I played against that I was like, oh, I can take advantage of this. I don't think that Tyler, Paul, or other or, or other people that have had more practice with it, or even the same people that I played this time, because I think most of them picked it up after they saw the um, Paul's results. Even the same people that I played this time, if they if I played them three weeks from now i may not have been able to beat them three weeks from now because they had more reps and more or maybe even just like later on like a sunday on sunday you know after getting like five games under your belt yeah 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 you start figuring out like oh maybe i shouldn't do this maybe i shouldn't do that yeah maybe don't Um, deploy like that it's just a a, the amount of efficiency and the amount of modifiers on offense defense and red dice that it throws and they all have veteran tail gunner like they're all shooting twice as well as it i mean potentially yeah twice. Uh, um, so to insane. to go back to your question me personally i don't have a problem with uh anakin and padme at four i mean they're they could go down pretty easily but the I have a problem with padme loadout not padme at four i think padme at okay. four is good i think passive proton Combo is is a bit much for her, but yeah, I do, you, you so. just you just swap it out for plasmas. Yeah, I think I actually I think that's fine. I think I think uh, like passive plasma would be fair because it would punish like the arcs, the the the, the Luke's and stuff. I'm not Luke's, so you're the, saying the and, um, and the bring her down to it, twelve loadout. So you have either passive plasma or you could just go full proton. Have a little bit of a choice there. I, I think that's still a good four point ship. Yeah, sure. So, to, to to further clarify, like and to build on what Will is saying, you're you're saying the arcs may be the problem, um, and I think you and I have just and a little bit of the bad may load out, but yeah, the arcs I think yeah. are the problem. All three of them being that, I think two of them, yeah, okay, I think all three at four is, is where the problem is. So so then let me let me come back at you with this then. So let's imagine a world where only. Um, where all of these arcs are five points still, right? But let, let, no, just hold, hold on, hold on. So, odd. Let's say oddball. You take oddball and wolf, or wh- whichever two you like, right? And then you swap one of those for 
a Z. Is this still a good list? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, arcs F5 were terrible before. You're, you're saying terrible. if you have the three arcs, uh, yeah, you, you, Anakin, you, you cha and cha change of... one of these. Yeah, change one of those arcs to a Z, a two point Z. So I think that okay. Let me let me let me put it this way: if you keep this list exactly the same, however the points load out, right? Go. You have all three arcs, and you have Padme exactly the same, and you swap out Anakin for an objective slider with um, with you know just going out catching objectives I think the list is still top tier so I think Anakin so you're, you're brings going the it other over. way yes. you, just, you just you just drop Anakin and you go down to a 2.z yeah I mean but that that, that the math doesn't that add up because well, if, there, there's, if there's only one four. Five. yeah if there's only like if jag was the only four kind of thing yeah yeah uh, I mean I saw Ryan making faces but uh in 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 most games, Anakin is good, but Anakin is is doing. I mean, frankly, is doing cleanup most of the time. Is, is sure. the, oh, yeah. the three arcs when, and Padme when, when are stuff doing is the work. Low and he's I six. He can put himself in there and try and finish him off before another ship can shoot him. Yeah, that's good. But um, it's still a good list. Like I would not. I would. I would still be afraid of three arcs Padme, and 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 and, and, and then objective monkey. So this this might come off a little harsh, because I don't mind entertaining these these conversations. It is interesting to think about tinkering with things and what could still be good. What's the core? What's actually making this thing work? But um, I think this this is this list is a really good example of one the reason why Marcel and I, Paul talked about this last week. It's not an easy list just to pick up and. Not a lot of people have experience playing three medium-based ships and a sh and a small base ship that wants to go fast. All work cohesively together in some level of movement, maybe not specifically formation, that keeps them within the bubble of born for this and especially selfless on oddball. Right? So you're talking three levels of initiative, only two of them sharing the same one, being Wolf and Padme and I-4. And not only that, um, it's it's a list that has only the medium bases can barrel roll, and if Padme wants to do any repositions, she's not shooting a good gun at all. Um, and Anakin, a lot of people, um, and I think uh, Dion talked about it with us on uh, through our message messaging Discord, that when he played played this exact list he was he just was like i don't know what to do with anakin i know what to do with all these ships go jousting and destroy stuff but i i don't know what to do with anakin some people don't know how to utilize the ada it's a very weird ship it's not it's it, it can't double reposition only single reposition and if it repositions it's either in system phase which not a lot of people are super comfortable or familiar with or if you do it in your activation, like you don't get an evade token, which is pretty valuable to help keep Anakin alive. Paul talked about how sometimes if your Anakin's running by your other ships with Born for this, and especially selfless, um, Anakin should be trying to take target locks and make his shot matter more and maybe try and bait some of the shots to come at him so it keeps the arcs on the board longer. Um, but I think when you're the opponent looking at it, not only people who are trying to get used to playing it, because... Like you said, only a few people probably have given this 
this list any real amount of time to understand how it needs to move and deploy and put obstacles down. And that's the other big wrinkle for opponents that they need to look at considering. This list is probably the best jousting list currently in the game. Um, there's not a lot of stuff that could square up to it, across from it, and be comfortable beating it. There might be a list that can 50-50 that, that joust, but a lot of times the arcs and Padme, and the Padme's the small wrinkle. You can't mathematically account for Padme, but when it happens, it can make the arcs live just that little bit longer, or delay the death of an arc, or Padme, or anyone, right? It's not something you can mathematically figure out in a dice calculator to figure out if the joust favors one or another at certain ranges, etc. So, with that in mind, you're thinking, okay, here's the best jousting list. How do I fight this? Right? And we know that they are pretty strict on some of their movement, movements around the board. So one thing is to be able to know how to maximize obstacle deployment so you can mess up how they move as best as possible. The arcs are kings of the middle of the board with VTG and medium bases. If you want to be in the middle of the board, like you better hope the arcs don't also want to be there. But they do. Spoiler alert, they do. When you're in obstacle placement, don't create the Thunderdome. Don't make a circle around the middle and let it be open. Like You just made the Thunderdome that they want to be in, and you're stuck in there with them. Yeah, yeah you're stuck in there with them. Yeah. <laughs> put, you want to put obstacles in the middle and tight. You want to make them move around it to get to you. Um, and this comes with, like, okay... Now we're going back to like old, like not old school, but like people need to think about how they approach, right? You need to have multiple prongs of attack. They don't need to be super spread out, but the arcs need to have to pick something to go after. Generally, you want three attack vectors, whether something that would have been a straight joust against them, but you slow that one up. You move things fast along the board, something's cutting in from the middle, and your fastest stuff is cutting in a little bit deeper on an angle, right? And in, in a way that that list can't turn and look at multiple of those attack vectors. It can only look at one. It leaves the other ship's time to help burn things down. And then you have to, you know, start to analyze, what's my correct target priority? Spoiler, it's not Padme. Padme might feel bad, but between her evade, selfless, and three born for this focuses, she is not going down easy. Um, should you take out Oddball? He's got Selfless. He's, he's providing the defense with a little bit of ticket defenses for the list, and you want to take an arc off the board. Should you could go for Oddball. But Oddball isn't the highest damaging arc in the list. Wolf and Jag kick out the most damage easily. Probably Jag even, because he gets the full target lock, whereas Wolf only only can either use the target lock from Jag, Jag will just get back anyway, um, or use his re-roll with Wolf and then back arc three, which also can really hurt. So Wolf's BTGs are, are really dangerous. So Oddball's really there to keep the other two arcs alive as long as possible. So that's when you have to take all that into consideration. Because what this list basically says is there's not a lot of like, oh, if I take this upgrade. I'm going to have a, like, X percentage, like, much higher percentage chance of being this list. Like, sure, Magpulse could be a good thing to take in some lists, but it shouldn't be, like, 
this is the one reason I can beat this list now is because I took a mag pulse on my Von Ray or something, right? There's a lot more tactical things you have to do and consider to have it all layered together to give you a more, uh, a much better chance to beat them. That's what, so, that's what the best jousting list in the games tend to do. They force you to do different things that you're not used to doing. So, um, to go back to the questions that I had originally, and, and again, I, I understand that they're beatable, and, and I did beat all three lists that, that I faced uh, with it, or against it, not with it, you know, faced against it. Um, and even if, like, I feel like I, I have a chance, right? Like, I feel I have a chance. The, 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 I, I think the issue comes with, and, and the question about, you know, at what point do you start making, um, I wouldn't call it emergency, but you start considering changes, is when you go to a tournament, and in that tournament you're playing, uh, let's say, 75% of the field, is list A or list B, or a variation, or, or list A or in a variation of list B, and only 25% is, you know, like more, you know, unique and, 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 you know, like first order separatist and things like that. Uh, so if you're going to a tournament and you're playing three of these, uh, Republic list and two Hans, and then you go to the next tournament and you play three Hans and two of these Republic lists, and then you go to the next tournament and you play four of these lists. At some point, um, even if you figure out a way to beat them, and I know you say, well, if you beat them, then then you um, you know less people are going to fly them because people are learning how to play against them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I mean, we all know and we do know, like uh, there are such things as as one skill level. And two, there's also such things as like how much time and effort people put into it. Like a lot of time, people will will not spend, you know, do 15, 20 games of practice going into a tournament. They won't go on. They won't bust out, you know, the the three arcs, you know, or you know, or the way to beat the three arcs into their kitchen table and just do solo reps over and over and over again or TTS reps. That's just not what's going to happen. People, uh, the majority of the people, I think, just uh, see what's doing well, play that, or see what's doing well in mind, you know, in, in their head, think like, okay, how would I beat that? And show up, but not actually put, you know, like true practice. Like very few people, I think, actually do true practice. Um, and that leaves a situation where, you're, again, you're playing against the same list, more than half of your games or maybe two lists more than half of your games and it becomes stale it, it becomes um you know I, I i you know my i lost against nick sperry uh but that was i that was a more enjoyable game because i played it was a different puzzle you know, it wasn't like a beef puzzle. It was like, oh, he's playing a bunch of aces and a bunch of three agility stuff. I got to figure out. I lost. But it was a different puzzle, and it was fun trying to figure out that puzzle versus, you know, like the same, like, you know, playing the same level over and over again. So I mean, I, I, up until LSO, when Paul brought up that Republic list, that is now 
being more predominant. It was just the Han stuff. And it only took two weeks for another list to show up and shake up the meta. Right? We've only had two lists so far that have done this essentially. Sorry, two general types, because technically Han is... A, there's a five-ship Han and a four-ship Han that have both been very successful. Um, and now we've added the arc list to the mix. That makes Han's life a little more difficult to try and get through space. Um, but who's to say, right, that the next event, someone throws another wrinkle into it, right? That's the thing. People were already calling for, like, I'm concerned about Han. I think this might be an emergency thing. I don't think he could. He should be able to have all the toys that he currently has, etc., etc. But then LSO happens, and I'm not hearing that much anymore. There might be some people who still are a little, a little tired of Han, but they're now seeing more of the arcs and whatnot, and whether or not they feel close to the same way, everyone's different. But who's to say that Nova or any of the many upcoming world qualifiers has some other ring, another faction that found the secret sauce they needed to participate in this meta uh, that is... And by, by participate, I mean, like, can compete with the top lists while still making it through an average Swiss where most of the time you're going to have to fight other stuff. Because if you only plan for two things, you may not ever fight those two things, even with the percentages that we're seeing, which honestly aren't that high right now. So what's of, the times being taken? Yeah. So what's the magic number of like, um, you know, because I, I get your point. Like a new wrinkle may come out, and somebody finds out, like, hey, you know what? Uh, this separatist list with Django and these other or Dirge and these other ships just like can really do something. You know, you never know something, yeah. right? Um, but uh, the, the, I, I, I don't at think what point like does it number. take? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, does it take three events? Does it take up until December? I, and we've had, like, five uh, world qualifiers. So I, I, that... I'll, I'll, I'll let AMG decide on... that personally. Yeah. But I, <laughs> so, I always think metas take so long to fully flush out, and they, const and, they, and they evolve. And the speed at which they evolve is different every time. But I... But it's faster. I've generally thought a, a lot... Some of the emergency stuff the past has maybe been a little knee-jerk. Um, I'd rather see things play out. Like, honestly, I hope that the points that they had starting the most recent update go all the way to Worlds. Do a, a traditional whole year. You're breaking my heart, Ryan, and uh, I'm gonna hope... <laughs> I, 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 I much... I, I invite, I welcome uh, minor knee-jerks, not like knee-jerk we're gonna... You know, shuffle everything, toss it up. Like Han Solo, yeah, he's doing well. Okay, let's get, let's go him three months to shine. Yeah, dumble, uh, not dumble, but like. I would them. think that uh, if they, I, if they I ever like consider a review continuous... time, it's the six month period. So yeah. December, which would be when there may be a talking point of like, is there anything that's like, just just a little too much. I, I don't I don't feel like either of these lists or really both of them combined even are as bad as stuff like or as prevalent as stuff like four whisper or for, sorry four phantoms or the nantex 
it won two in a row. So uh, let's see if it won two in a row. Uh, I know people that are already thinking of taking this for Nova that, that they weren't sure about. Uh, I, I wanted to say people because I didn't know if you wanted to call yourself out. But I'm sure it you're not the only honestly, one. Everyone should always and, have, just in case, the, the top meta picks as a possibility for any event yeah. they go to. In, in, in my own household. Ship or this new Republic list. Yeah, in my own household, there's a person not named Marcel that's already saying, like, this is my store championship list moving forward. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, so, um, so the, the part that worries me so much about not – like I genuinely feel I can figure out a way to to beat it. Am I going to beat it every time? No, I can figure out a way to beat it. I think a lot of players that are willing to put in the time can figure out a way to beat it. The part that becomes upsetting for me is when I start facing the same list uh, three or four, like 60, 70, 80% of a tournament is figuring out the same puzzle that takes away from the enjoyment of me participating in those, you know, longer events because it's it's figuring out the same puzzle. Even if you can beat that puzzle, it's not just about winning. It's about enjoying the games as you're playing them. It becomes a little stale. It just just turned into the SpongeBob meme. I, I keep teaching you this lesson, old man, to that list. Just keep beating it over and over, and then people might not show up and want to fight you anymore. <laughs> All right, we belabored the point. <laughs> we'll yeah. move on. Will, Arcs... will any cap offs of that? I guess because you, you were kind of. Oh no, um, arcs are good. Uh, you're gonna see them. I think is the the um, the crux. Is there? I my only question to you guys about this: Who excels at dealing with Padme's dice restriction? Is there anybody who can get around it or has like force a way users. to deal with it? When, when force users can just use their force and like and not yeah. have to spend their green token they've taken to change it, uh, Palpatine and Empire um, can help. Mm, it's a different where, ship. Like anyone yeah. in the, on the board is access to one if they need it because the focus result on both sets of dice is uh, either tied or at the lowest amount of results on the die. It's There's two of them on the red dice, same with two blanks on red dice, and then on green dice there's only two, and that's the lowest on them. So it's already a low chance to get multiple of them. But when you do, you could either have force users or a shared token pool, whether it's Alpatine. Yeah, but- yeah, I would say cal- calculate like sharing, calculate like network calculations is great. Force is great. Uh, Palpatine is great. So- something that gives you like one instance of a of a focus. Um, Anything that can take is... double calculate as an action. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, so, so but nothing, like, nothing like that. that gets around it. Even even Han can't get around no, the. No. Yeah, if if anyone could get around it, it would be Han. <laughs> yeah, but but he he specifically can't. That's the whole point. He specifically can't. Yeah. I mean, he could still re-roll his dice, but he can only re-roll one focus. Yeah, and he can't change one of those focuses that he rolls into. Right. 
So I, I also think um, to kind of like push forward on the arc situation, not the Padme of like what you've been flying, Will. I don't want to, I don't want to out your list. Um, uh, I've only been flying at all-star championship season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's outed at this point, but uh, Prockets of big dice. It's easy to line up on those medium bases. Uh, going to be, going to push some damage through. Like two Prockets could realistically take down an arc. It's not even just Prockets. Any secondary weapon that has a restrictive arc, like the bullseye, means mm-hmm. yeah. if Proton Oddball is, isn't yeah. in the bullseye arc, that's true. you can't selfless it because it's yeah. by the attack arc. So your mm-hmm. Proton Cannons can still be good as long as you also don't have Oddball in arc. Unless you're trying to kill Oddball anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Proton Cannons, Heavy Laser Cannons, um, stuff that gives four dice that's generally a lot harder to land for those, pro- for those uh, bullseye shots. So I mean, Cad Bane's a big fan right now, uh, like throwing stress out there at people with a, with a heavy laser cannon, maybe. You sure can uh, take a whole lot of T-70s with HLC right now. You sure can take a whole lot of T-70s <laughs> with HLC. Temin loves it right now. Like, Temin at I-4 doing his boost with could link boost and then use his focus into a roll, still get the full four dice in the bullseye. He's like, yeah, give me. Yeah, can't I mean like if you take five the five T seventies can you still take HLCs on all of them? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, um, you 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 li- miss out on some droids, but yes, okay. you can. Five T seventy, as yeah, in like I, four yeah. or three to four plus. Yeah, as or Lulo yeah. or you're you're, or you're getting whatever. three three or more HLCs in there. Yeah, easily. Okay, reasonable. Okay. Also. Um, if you don't want to fully rely on the HLC, or maybe you do want to get a droid in there, I think crack shot is just as viable. Yeah, that, that even is though the it's same once thing. per yeah. <laughs> game, it does help with range ones, and it's multi-use against other things in other matchups you may have. Yeah, yeah, it's really good against True. agility. All good to know. We, you, if you are looking to win a World qualifier, you're gonna have to beat this list. So, uh, speaking of a list that failed to beat it, uh, let's move on to oh, Zach. No. <laughs> Zach Bart's list. Now I want to know if Zach went through it at some point. Don't do that. I'm, I'm sure he did. I was looking through the matchups. I'm, I'm, I would have to imagine he saw it at some yeah. point in time. Yeah, he totally went through one of them. All right, Ryan, you're, you're very familiar. Um, with this new adaptation for Rebels. No Han? No Han? No Han. Han-less. Han-less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I am actually kind of familiar with this. Um, this, I think, is more... I'm uh, going to give a little bit of credit to Caitlin Wong, who had been really championing this list. And he actually wanted to, he, he wanted to start champ with it over the weekend. He got his invite. Um yeah. This is a Rebel 5 ship involving uh, Fen Rao with Crackshot Predator and Beskar Reinforced Plating. Odika with Predator, Mando Optics, and Beskar Reinforced Plating. Uh, Sabine, TIE Fighter with Lone Wolf. Luke uh, being the Yavin Luke. And then Hera in the A-Wing with Magpulse Warheads. And then that last point for um, Zach here, he chose Deadeye Shot, but you could do Marksmanship, you could do Hopeful. All of them have reasonable... Uh, things reasons why you'd want to break them 
lot of people don't consider Dead Eye Shot a lot, but Hera most of the time doesn't really want to mod her own shot even unless she is trying to use the mag pulse. So she could, if she's already shooting at a ship, has taken some damage. Um, <clears throat> so I'm pretty sure some people don't even remember what Dead Eye Shot even does because they're like, oh, marksmanship. Or, oh, uh, hopeful. Again, both still reasonable. <clears throat> but Dead Eye Shot, while you perform primary attack, if the defender is in your bullseye, you may spend one one of your hit results or change a crit result to a hit result. If you do, the defender exposes one of its damage cards. Hey, we have a lot of high hull ships right now in the meta, so and Hera doesn't really want to spend her token. If she just gets one hit in there and there's a card, might kind of be reasonable, especially when she's I-6 and could be shooting first. If she flips up, oh, I don't know, a hull breach or a structural damage or a blinded direct, pilot before they direct, shoot. Like, direct. Pretty reasonable stuff that yeah, could, direct. Like, fire a lot of control, right? Sure. It might not ever do anything, but it's a one-point upgrade, so whatever. Um, uh, and uh, Sabine, I've heard Kaylin and Zach go back and forth, Beskar Plating or Lone Wolf. Both are reasonable. They're not yet sure which one's more correct, um, but both make sense. Well, the more correct like. one is the one that you like. more correct one is the one you get more wins with. That's true. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah, Just win. Um, so that hair running around means the Fen, the Bodica, and the Luke, whichever one's being targeted, it's going to be that much harder to kill because Hera is toting likely in evade when they need it. Or if Hera has the chance to neuter a shot against any of her friends or herself has a reasonable way to do an easy mag pulse. And by easy one, I would say probably your one agility ships. Your, your Hans, your Arcs, Racks, your Choppers, um, maybe TIE Bomber, if it's uh, really dangerous, that maybe a, a Sat Salvo Barrage Rocket with Bullseyes threatening Luke's life or whatever. But, um... Yeah, go, going from three dice... At range three, reducing your agility, uh, your your range three bonus down to one dice, uh, and you get your agility back is a pretty big difference for those bombers. They do not like jam. Yeah, no thanks. So um, the key really um, is getting Bodica to stick around as long as possible because she's she's kind of the bigs of the list, meaning she's the general the first priority target because if you start shooting other stuff. Bodica can also shoot you. Bodica can shoot you twice every turn. And with Fenrau running around, if Fenrau's ability can be triggered for Bodica, even if Bodica's uh, special bonus attack from her ability happens first, if Bodica is at range one, it has someone in range one and arc, and Fen's within range one to two of her, Fen can let her pull a red token off, which could be the deplete she got, which means she is shooting. Full dice both times. True. Uh, yeah, people are don't think about Fen Rao for their ability to pull off red tokens, uh, but it certainly helps out Hera and Bodica. Could matter for a lot of. I mean, both Fen, or Bodica and Hera, because Fen's ability does not work on himself, which is probably why a lot right. of people forget that Fen has ability. It has to work <laughs> for other friends. Right. I mean, even like uh, Luke Talon Roland, 
could clear a stress to talent roll again, something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna four K. Yeah, I'm gonna talent roll, and I'm gonna do a four K again. I don't know. Yeah. Also, uh, a uh, sneaky thing you can do, uh, if Luke can't lock someone, but Hera can, Luke just focuses. I mean, look, an instinctive proton torpedo that has a lock to spend for modification. <laughs> what do you know? Actually, better yeah, mod get, than, get, the, than the than the than the lock two force one. Yeah, uh, getting around the uh, lock. Uh, restriction and then being like, oh, now I have a lock. <laughs> yeah. So it's old school, old school Hera before they fixed it. Just because Luke has instinctive aid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. I have to imagine that the high initiatives, Fenrau and Hera, really making a big splash there to combat what I I feel like every list has multiple I fives. Uh, I-5s and I-6s right now. Uh, so you need that oh, yeah. initiative value, especially if you're going to be doing AC stuff, um, like linking boosts and barrel rolls. Or or just so, have a fighting chance against Han. True. Marcel, you said you faced uh, Zach. How did you feel about this list when you went up against it? What was some of the uh, target priorities you thought of going into it? Would you change much mm-hmm. afterward? Or, just you know, how did it feel? Um, I actually felt pretty fair and, you know, it felt like a game. It didn't feel like I, I didn't feel outmatched at all. I didn't feel outmatched. I didn't feel like I was, uh, having to figure out too much of a puzzle. And again, I think it's more because of the list that I flew, uh, itself more more than anything else. Um, I, when I say that is I, I, I fly a list and a style that has has me bring something up something up the middle two ships kind of at a 45 let's say and two really fast ships that come in from the back so Bodica's ability is basically nullified because i it's the same thing with padme padme's because the arc can only be pointing at one or two ships max. It's never really going to have the entire list in place. So if I want to shoot at Bodica, I'm not going to get punished for it. Um, and again, he beat me 14-13. And I won the initiative roll. I win 14-13 the other way around. It was like super close match. Uh, he did make some really good decisions. Um, that, for example, he got a block on Rick with a barrel roll that kind of guaranteed he would get no shot. But Rick got caught up, and then he 4K'd his Fen Rao into range one of Rick without arc. So it was it was, it was good. It, it it was good piloting um, on his end that that you know gave him the the points and the things that that brought him to a win. And I think likewise, it was good piloting on my end, especially with Anakin that kept it close so it felt like a very evenly matched game and we i don't think we either one of us made any any uh blunders let's call it blunders none of us made blunders we played really he made really good choices i really liked my choices i wouldn't have done them differently and it ended up being a dice roll at the end of the game um so that means in my opinion i thought the, the 
the the lists were evenly matched. I thought the skill level was evenly matched. And, you know, sometimes you win those, sometimes you lose those. Um, but with a list that isn't, you know, like um, corralling and going around and and doing that, I can see how Bordecai and the, you know, like the throwing him the evade and, and you know, having to survive two initiative six shots or the mag pulse missile and the proton torpedo. Like, I can see how all that can be really difficult to, um, because you, you got to shoot at Bordecai and you may not want to shoot at Bordecai because then after you kill Bordecai, you still have Luke, Fenrau, and Hera to deal with, you know, after you do finally kill Bordecai. And Bordecai can just get in their range one and get all those free evades. So I can see how it's it's a really messy list to fly against. I just didn't, I, you know, it matched up well with what I was playing. So I wasn't that, I wasn't that bothered against playing it. Is that answer? I forgot who asked it, but. No, I just, yeah, your experience is facing it and just expound upon it. So yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think just uh, Zach, I don't think the list beat me. I think Zach's choices is what is what kept the game the way that it I did. I still felt like it could be a good list if someone else wanted to pick it up and try it out for future events. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I mean, it made the final and he beat everyone else. He beat me and yeah, like he won his games and it's got a lot of the stuff that you want a list to have, which is way to share tokens, share rerolls, mod double modified shots, get free evades. Um, so it's got all of the tools that you want and high initiative. It's got all of the tools that you want a, a list to have when you're building one. Awesome. Makes um, sense. Yeah. A uh, great top two list there, though. All right. Well, uh, let's take a look at the other top four finishers here. Uh, we got uh, Nick Sperry uh, from the 312 Squadron, uh, Chicago, uh, bringing their store championship list uh, with uh, the boys, Tomex, Merrick Stell and Darth Vader. And I believe this is the um, starter pack Vader, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he chooses the objective-based one where you can uh, press the button and get your lock. Uh, you can actually barrel roll press the... No, wait. You can't barrel roll press the button. You have to yeah, press... The, no. You no, have to press the button first. first. Got it. But you can still, you can do almost everything. Yeah. You can press the button, then you can barrel off of it, though. And you can focus. You can do all the actions. Uh, <laughs> notably, uh, the Merrick. You can boost. You can does, boost. does have afterburns. Yeah, boost, objective, focus, lock, barrel roll. Uh, really can do it all. Uh, the only person with really a customized loadout here, uh, Merrick Stell taking... Fire control system and shield upgrade. Just adding to their consistency, like uh, raising the floor on Merrick, in my opinion, uh, with that. Uh, being able to keep your locks around and having the, the, the extra health in there then, too. Does uh, 
does starter pack Vader have an extra shield, or he's still three two? I believe he does have an extra shield. Wow. He's got shield, afterburners, hate, and ion missile, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, which yeah, that ion missile is clutch. Too. It is actually pretty <laughs> good. If yeah, you uh, if you're shooting a three agility it's ship, at, it's not nothing. You should use yeah. it. Yeah, three agility ship at range three with shields. Yeah, how about this? Yeah, no, how about was, a little uh, ion for you? He uh, <laughs> we we he beat me in Swiss, and my my Anakin was at one hull, and mm-hmm. um, I range three, and that was like the difference. He had to kill my Anakin. He's like ah. Only only one hall left? Well, sure. Ion Missile. Now you only got two agility. Uh, it says, so yeah. instead of doing a 3v3, it was a 3v2. And sure. um, I'm not saying that was a difference. I mean, I could have whiffed on, on a regular. But at least mathematically, if he gets all his paints, he automatically wins. Yeah. I mean, Magpulse so has yeah. three charges. Like, it's in... Ion. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I Ion has three charges in a game where you're maybe shooting seven times if you get your round one shot. Like that's plenty of uh, plenty of opportunities to use that Ion. Uh, so awesome! I believe he went uh, undefeated uh, in up until the top four. Yeah, he went. Uh, well, he got a buy on Saturday, and then he won the f- next four, so he went 5-0. and oh. And then Saturday, oh, sure, sure. Sunday... He played on Saturday, is what you're saying, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, on Saturday, and then on Sunday, he won the first match, and then him and Tyler did an intentional draw, because they were both 6-0. Oh. So they... Sure, they, they, they earned it. Said, they earned it. Yep. So Here's I'll see you in the cup. Sure. Uh, yeah, fantastic there. Really showing off what I-5 and those TIE Fighters. I think I've heard him describe them like, those are not TIE Fighters. Like, those are those are some other ship. Somewhere between uh, an Interceptor and a TIE Fighter. But, I mean, the I, I don't run them. I don't like the boys myself. Because uh, I feel like they're, they're forced together. But whatever he's doing uh, is working out. To, to keep get on, them, keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Yeah, I, I feel like Merrick gets demoted to objective duty. Then, which is kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, but if he has a lock already, I guess he doesn't really care. But yeah, pretty interesting there. Lo- love to see the different variations. Yeah. I feel like we a lot of Empire lists are still running. You start your list with a Vader and Tomex. I mean, yeah. And find eleven more points in your list of good ships. Yeah, no, no, uh, no marksmanship on Merrick is a uh, blasphemy, though. Come on, no, you don't. You don't need, don't, it. You don't need it. Uh-huh. Though I, I, I bring marksmanship because I, I always, or not always, but I really like the focus linked bear roll on them. Mm-hmm. Feels like less and less ships uh, that I fly have linked actions, and I, when you can get them, like T seventies. Oh, the barrel, bar, the focus barrel on T70s, I really love as well. So, awesome job, uh, Nick, holding up the Empire uh, part of it, making sure that we all know the Empire uh, still can compete. Uh, then we have uh, Crispy, as you mentioned, got into it, and now this is some real uh, off the wall stuff. I know he's been flying a lot of four ship. 
high initiative, basically quad ace first order. Uh, but this time he's swapped in for two barons or yeah, two BAs and two whispers. So I'll run it down real quick and I'll let you guys break it apart. So major von reg, that's the I six uh, BA with marksmanship, lone wolf, deuterium power cells. Uh, that's the thing that can get you shields back for a deplete uh, and magpulse missiles. We got hollow. You know, I love to see that hollow out there with proud tradition, deuterium power cells and magpulse warheads. And then Kylo Whisper, their build, no instinctive concussions here. We have Brilliant, Malice, Predator, Pattern Analyzer, and the Jamming Suite, and then Wrath, uh, which is the, can double shoot if you have a bad token, or red or orange token. You shoot your primary, and then a second attack. Your primary bullseye, uh, specifically, has Predator, Marksmanship, for those bullseye attacks ion cannon which is interesting because you can get your primary turret out the back and your ion cannon out the front you become like a little fire spray flying around and then i have pattern analyzer and the jamming suite i know uh crispy loves that pattern analyzer because you can when you do the red maneuver you can still link your focus jam or your reposition jam to be able to get two actions even while K turning there. Uh, what is your guys' takeaway other than this is like, this is one of those lists where like super low floor, but man, the ceiling might be infinite yeah, on this. this. This may be a crispy only list. Um, yeah, not gonna be replicated <laughs> so, at your store championship soon. Yeah, I, I, I gotta give it to crispy. The amount of uh, tinkering and the amount of list building uh, potential that he mm -hmm. has is uh, yeah. If I'm not overwhelming to me, Marcel, if I'm not mistaken, we were uh, when we were talking with him, he was putting yeah. uh, blackout blackout in so, there and so how which, which he made with he made the right call obviously. Man. Oh, I, I'm not saying he wouldn't have made this far with blackout instead of hollow, but I think uh, I, I personally prefer hollow with mag pulse over blackout with anything sure yeah um, the, the ho hollow with wrath especially wrath really pass good. all your bad tokens to wrath i i would just well i would normally say hollow doesn't work in quad ace because you need a you need a dump you need a maller so you need something to to dump your bad your depletes and your strains to but wrath just loves them gobbles them up yeah, stress heck yeah <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. strain or deplete even like strain or uh I'm not sorry, not straight. Um, deplete. He can get rid of that first shot, and then he still has another full attack. Right. Yeah, Wrath. Now Wrath can get their own ability. You just jam yourself with the enhanced suite, bear roll to line out the bullseye or whatever, and then just jam yourself for the double attack. Also works. Ah oh, man, but the uh, Ryan, what do you, Kylo without a missile though? Oh, you better hit those bullseye. And, like, to Crispy's credit, he does a lot of prep with these lists. He knows the Whisper chassis extremely well. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, if, if you aren't landing those bullseyes and those uh, Barons aren't getting some quality shots outside of, like, the Magpulse... Because, basically, he, he titled this list the Fun Police. 
AKA, <laughs> I'm bagging you, and I'm like jamming. Yeah, you. yeah, four jams around. Every, every single ship here can neuter your offense and or defense. Um, which means it's allowing him to get a little bit more setup time, like going into the initial engage. Hollow's tossing an evade to someone from the back because Hollow's not shooting. <clears throat> Von Reg is coming in from an angle, getting a free mag pulse on someone. And then the whispers are like pick their target and they're they're going. They're up to gut. Straight through wherever they need to get to to get to the target they want. And <clears throat> as soon as possible, utilizing those pattern analyzers to harass and keep those front bullseyes mattering. Because that, that range to bullseye jam uh, is still extremely helpful if you don't need to get to range one. Um, and then just doing a, a red move with Wrath himself, like it just turns on his ability automatically. Um, it is It is a... This is definitely in the category of this is a difficult list to fly. Anyone could do it, but you have to prep and know a lot about these ships and how their stages need to work. I mean, I, I've almost like, so uh, a Dragon Ball Z fan myself, I've almost started calling Crispy Piccolo because he's just weighted clothing the entire time, but he's still beating people. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he's he's still getting it done right he's, he's a master of his craft and uh i mean like like god forbid that the one time he uh decides to like all right you know what i will pick up that han list or i will yeah pick up the goodness list. you do not want this guy playing a good like not a good list but like a um a higher floor list higher right? floor. and then he oh, finds well, yeah. the higher ceiling right yeah he's just gonna like explode the ceiling yeah <laughs> yeah no that, that that's that's Probably how I would frame it too is like uh, he handicaps himself. Um, I'm not saying this this list is a handicap list, uh, but uh, this list is definitely a you know uh, not able to sustain a mistake as well as the other lists. The other lists you yeah. you you set the wrong dial, you make. You have a, a bad variance round. You know that's what makes those lists so appealing to, yeah. to people. Is that is like it, oh, is maybe I didn't a... make the best choice, but I'm still in the game. Uh, this list and a couple of the other actually, uh, you know, to to his credit, actually, um, um, uh, Nick Sperry's list as well. Those are lists where you make the you you make a bad choice or you get a bad result and. And you can crumble, where some of these other Han lists or the Triple Arc lists, you you can you can recover from it. So so big, you know, crispy for sure. And also just throw it out there for for Nick as well, because you know those boys can can get out of position and and separate themselves or 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 just you know have bad variants and hit hit direct hit. And now now you've got uh, Initiative Five. Tie fighter, you know, yeah. and like crispy. It's not like crispy's like doing this to prove a point or anything. Like he, he believes, and I believe him because he he's done it right. Like these are pieces he enjoys and can perform well with, and believes he they all have reasons to being here. Right? He wouldn't have taken like 
a lot of reps and time to move from. I, I assume he did multiple ships: quick draw, blackout. Except there were so many five cost ships available. They're reasonable in first order. They come to this final conclusion where a lot of people are not thrilled to run a whisper other than Kylo, just because it it doesn't have a high floor. Like if if you do something wrong, gone. Um, or a Ty Baron. Sure, Fonreg's I6, someone looks at him wrong, and he also might just be gone. <laughs> yeah, that, that um, is I, essentially I, the same thing as like one of those boys, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the nice thing that both these Barons have deuterium power cells yeah. means they do have a little bit of forgiveness in that as long as you know you're going into a trade of fire that you have a strong ma- ma- belief or mathematical um, odds to at least come out alive, but you've done the damage you want to do. You can do that, take your licks, leave, regen a bit, come back. Yeah, just, with this list, just, I think... And just, and just harass them from trying to finish the ship off by neutering the, their offense, trying to tra- track I don't. Back. I don't know what the top four, and maybe it says it on there in the rounds... Uh, was the uh, not yeah the top four was um, chance engagement okay I was just trying to see what he lost to Tyler with I don't know the part that wrecks my brain a, a little bit is I don't know how this list plays boxes other than it shoots magpoles shoots magpoles everyone knocks them off probably yeah, it, 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 that's the that's the thing it doesn't play boxes it plays chance engagement. Um. <laughs> it, plays, it plays chance engagements with the other team not, not I mean, having with, actions. As I mentioned, with with the speed and the turn zero prep, Crispy knows. Crispy does. Like he goes fast with those whispers. He gets them into play. Not so fast to where he's threatened potentially turn one, but he he knows his distances. Yeah, he gets that, the speeds is... right, and he's got hollows evade backup for the ship that's mostly targeted. That is interesting that the neither like none of these ships have uh, the sensor scramblers, um, which uh, is interesting to see. No sensor scramblers in an FO list, um, so that is that is pretty pretty cool. Uh, he loves those pattern analyzers. Pretty, yeah, I mean that's fair, dude. Like that is a good upgrade for it's a good upgrade <laughs> for a ship that <laughs> yeah for a ship that needs to be turning around. Um, it has those three sloops, has those 4K. Do they have 5K as well? They have a 5K. It's three sloop 5K, yep. That's it? I thought it was four as well. They have a they have a regular 4K, three or 4K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just five. Oh, yeah, okay. So they're very they're very much like a... Actually, you know what? Their dial's closest to? Aether Sprite. Besides yeah. the fact the Aether Sprite does not have a three-turn, it has one bank. The two, and and the they two, have two sloops two instead of the yeah. three... Mm-hmm. Both of them have four and five k and the same exact rules. Yeah, and they don't have three turns, <laughs> not right? The same exact. Sorry, not the three bank. Three bank blue is pretty cool. They don't have three turns, do they? Aether sprites do not. Like I said, they they well, lose the three turns for the one banks. The one bank. I gotcha. Okay, gotcha. The whispers uh, have yeah. three turns. And their only yeah, ones okay. are one hearts. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, very well done, crispy. Um, just re reasserting your. Uh, dominance of the FO field and uh, literally putting the entire faction on your back. 
Um, I would I like to note, um, so out of the whole top four, right, you have Tyler, who's from Illinois, very close to Adepticon, Zach, who's from Indianapolis, reasonably close to Adepticon, and Nick Sperry, who lives directly in Chicago. Um, those three people recognized that they were all very likely already and easily able to make worlds with their invites and not needing extra travel expenses paid for or hotel. So they all collectively agreed that no matter what the outcome, once they knew the top four, that Crispy would receive the special invite that takes care of travel. So I think that's that real was nice of them. Coolest things I've heard. Well, that's uh, just, that's just do. good feelings. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> they they wanted to put on those good vibes for when Crispy wanted anyways, you know? <laughs> yeah, he is the fun police, uh, but he does have uh, good friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another good wholesome moment for the X-Wing community. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I've heard of something like that happening before, and I wanted to make sure that that... Uh... For sure, yeah. Awesome. Awesome to hear. Well, um... We're running low on time, so let's browse through some stats to round out the podcast here. Let me switch my screen off with this. James, give me some stats. Uh, we have them broken up by Swiss days at first. Uh, yeah, I can start off with the total, and then I can break sure. them down. Sure, whichever uh, you want. So total, uh, we had a total of 78 players uh, over the three days of Swiss. Uh, Rebels definitely taking a little bit of a um, higher, just a little bit higher, uh, 28% of the field. Uh, notably, though, something interesting is that they had the same number of Han lists as Scum, Separatist, and FO as a whole combined. Is, is this for the whole event? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So For the whole uh, event or for Thursday? The whole event. Okay, so you. Oh, sorry, I, I missed it. So you said that there was as many Han, Han lists, lists as they had people playing Scum, Separatist, and FO put together. Got it. And how many yeah. was that? Thirteen. Okay, thirteen. And how many players were there total? Sorry, I zoned out. Seventy. Seventy-eight. So it was a seventy-eight, all three days combined. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Republic was next as a close second at 24% of the field at 19 lists. Uh, Empire with 13 lists uh, at 17% of the field. Uh, I think next is Resistance at 11 lists and 14% of the field. Then uh, Scum with 6 lists and 8% of the field. FO with only 4 lists, 5% of the field. And Separatist with 3 at 4% of the field. So if they had faction prizes, uh, those three <laughs> factions are <laughs> it's like here's your faction. Like day, like as the first round starts, just here's your faction prizes. Um, but breaking that down into uh, the individual heats for Thursday, uh, twenty six players. Uh, the top four was all Republic uh, that day, so. Uh, pretty. Oh, sorry. I'm mean, it was all, all all rebel, right? Where's it? Republic? No, no. Day one was oh, was all Republic that made it to Sunday. Re- Republic. Oh, that's right. Thursday yeah. had. Um, 
quick here. It was four players who made it from Thursday to Sunday. All of them were Republic. Yep. And only only two of those actually only one of those was the uh variant and it was Tyler that we are uh, we've been talking about. But all the other uh other ones were a little bit different. Even had a Y wing in there in one of them, so um there's definitely still variants to be uh found in the Republic faction. Um now now I Three of them were three arcs, and one of them was two arcs. So I think yeah, there's, it's still arcs. There's, there's still, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I arcs. didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> arcs plus thing. Um, uh, but uh, there was actually thirty percent rebel that day, twenty six percent republic, twenty three percent empire, eleven percent scum, seven percent resistance, and no fo or separatist that day. So uh, interesting day for Thursday. Mostly republic, mostly rebel. Uh, for Friday, we had 31 players. This was the busiest heat at 31 players. Uh, the top uh, four was two Rebel, one Republic, and one Resistance. Uh, and I would say top six because six people made cut on this Oh, one. top six made? Okay. Uh, then there's another Republic, and uh, Crispy is in there as well. Um, going into, uh, oh, for the faction breakdown, it was 20, 25% Rebel, 19% Republic, uh, Resistance, FO, Empire, Scum, and Separatist, so all factions represented on that day. For Saturday, uh, we had 21 players, which, as Marcel mentioned, was the fewest number, uh, which is historically, to my understanding, has generally been the busiest, right? Yeah, normally so. Saturday's the, the most. Yeah. So, uh, not sure if there was just a everyone said, "Oh, we're not playing Saturday. We're playing <laughs> we're playing on Friday." Um, but uh, looking at the uh, top that uh, made it into the cut, we have uh, let's see two rebel, one republic, and one empire. Uh, yep. So old uh, cut numbers here because I did forget about that can get pretty easily yeah um so but looking at that uh there was uh no uh so it's interesting because like we're talking about this republic list the padme arc list mm -hmm. and it actually is not making like those top lists like there's a lot of it there's quite a bit of it uh but um not a uh not a ton of list making it into that top cut. Not not doing particularly well. I think it's more reps than anything. I mean, take Dion for example. He picked it up on Monday, flew it on Thursday, and went three and two with it. Um, so I think I think more than the list not performing, it's people picking it up and saying like, "Hey, I need something. Yeah, this is good. Let me go." Yeah, I need something, and it turns out it, it's great against uh, Han. Which is supposed to be the big baddie, um, but and it was there was a lot of them. Uh, but yeah, that's that's going to be uh, the heats and same thing for the the faction representation representation for that day. Uh, twenty eight percent rebel, twenty eight percent republic, nineteen empire, nineteen resistance, four separatists, and no fo and no scum. So all of the fo played on Friday. That's interesting. That sounds like it. 
Um, I wonder if they split up the faction prizes on on those days. <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll just put put them all on that day. Uh, uh, well, but, uh, what about into the cut then? Uh, what kind of numbers are we uh, looking at for into the cut? All right, so it looks like. Uh, for Rebels, we had four making it into the cut, which is an 18% cut rate. Uh, we had uh, seven from Republic making it into the cut with a 37% cut rate. So uh, even uh, even doing better than Rebels with a lower faction yeah. representation number. 37% is pretty good. If you're if you're bringing that that means if you're bringing Republic, you have a 37% chance to to make it into cut. Basically, two and five. Yeah. So, uh, next up is going to be uh, Empire with only one making into the cut, but uh, an 8% cut rate. Uh, we have Resistance, uh, one making the cut with a 9% cut rate. First Order with one making the cut out of four, so a 25% cut rate. Good job, Crispy. <laughs> that sounds uh, like old Separatist numbers when they make cuts. There's <laughs> like four players. Like, oh, look at that percentage. <laughs> look at the percentage, though. Uh, it's like, well, the sample size is very, very small. <laughs> How many scum and also, also players one of the total? Being, you know, one of the better players in the game right now with Crispy. <laughs> yeah, so, so looking at... So there's six scum and three separatists. Three. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, th speaking of scum and separatists, none of those made the cut. Yeah, I do want to talk uh, just just briefly about what people are bringing. I see uh, Zam and CIS. We have Maul Dooku, the double infiltrator list, and then a Cad Bane uh, with, or sorry, not Cad Bane, excuse me. Or no, Cad Bane. Cad Bane, some fact, uh, looks like Tri-Fighters and a Hyena. So basically, the a classic salad for yeah. uh, that one. Uh, but what about in Scum, then? Uh, Amaralo uh, with Royal Guard Fang Fighters, uh, which is impressive there. And then... And it was sad to hear about, because that, so that's Patrick Patrick. Uh, for people who recall, he did a lot of research on turn count and, and time uh, mm -hmm. back in the day for Dion. Uh, he came with, as you see, definitely not a common list, let alone a common scum list with Morallo, because everyone thought that Morallo was a calf or a boss. Um, the two sure. guard fangs, boss C and Leighton. Um, he had won his first round on Thursday and was extremely close to beating John, John Babcock in the second round. It was he lost by one point in the process of that 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 second round game. He unfortunately threw out his back and had to drop from the rest of the Oh, game. that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's feeling, feeling better, better though. Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, that, that scum faction really weighing heavy on him. Yeah, he's putting the whole scum <laughs> faction on his back there. The we do have uh instances of a Boba Fett um with in a three ship build. Uh, then it looks like a lot of them are Fen Rao in four to five ship builds, depending on if you're bringing Bosk or not. A couple, a couple of Fen old T's as well. Like yeah, see... I, I, I hate to see it, but I like to see it. No, uh, old T uh, out Finn. there. Fen and old T have such a high uh, ceilings. They're the possibility of what they could do. Um, they they can look unkillable out there. 
But but they could also just die in a, in yeah. a, uh, <laughs> a range two direction. shot where they had to spend yeah. their focus on offense. Han shooting both at range two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> With Han yeah. and Dash coming soon and stuff like that, yeah, they're going to have a rough time for a little bit. I don't know. Like I think I think the Fangs could be pretty great against something like Dash getting in that donut. Well, they are. I mean, that, I mean, there was the top two was a double fang, uh, so so don't forget that. But they just need that support. I think that's what you know. Sirisu can probably the problem with Sirisu is that there's no boost and there's no. Um, yeah, the lack of um, the lack of boost in scum is problem. Yeah, so. I'm just saying, like for like the defensive support that oh, sure. that Hera can provide them. Um, just give me a four point Kimojila that gets a free rear arc attack. And can pass focuses <laughs> to my fangs. You know, I think we'll be a business. But also, sounds like you're, the, the, sounds the, like the, you're the, describing arcs. The, the two <laughs> premium rebel fangs cost nine points, whereas the two premium scum fangs cost eleven. And yeah. then on top of that, true. you know, the rebel faction does have someone named Luke Skywalker. They get to bring with them too. Yeah, Luke. Luke versus Old T. Uh, I think I know who. I think I know who I'm choosing. Uh, that's that, that feels so bad, but. Man, I, I mean, until OT uh, gets range one, and then uh, who knows what's going to happen because uh, you're not going to have tokens. He's going to get in free evades. So, uh, yeah. Uh, though it's it's just interesting to me that uh, people are really attached still to the scum staples, Boba Fett, YV666s, and Fang Fighters. So, just want to shout out the. The factions were just like, oh man, like nobody's talking about my scum. No, uh, <laughs> no luckily we, we, luckily we, we, we see you trying. Keep, we want you, keep, we, keep it up. Keep it we up. want you to keep trying, but uh, maybe uh, with so much meta lists, you know, it sometimes takes that off meta to just break it, right? So uh, exciting times. Uh, I mean, like two two weeks ago, Padme was off meta. Uh, yeah, at the beginning of the season, where I was like, well, that's cute. She's four points with, like, 90 yeah. other ships in everyone, the game. Everyone laughed at me. Playing Padme. And then Paul Hero flies it, and it's it's so good. Yeah, not enough arcs. Right, one, one, few, one, two, few arc. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, uh, let's, last thing I want to mention here is the upcoming World Qualifiers. If you got FOMO like I did... Um, or I guess fear would be in the future, but if you felt like you're missing out on these world qualifiers like me, just want to give a shout to the next ones. Uh, looks like Nova August 31st in Washington, DC is the next one for the U S uh, we have ones in September for in France, in Spain, uh, then as well, one in San Francisco, that's golden state games. Uh, they have a uh, qualifier for Legion, X-Wing, and Armada that is happening the 23rd and 24th of September. Uh, we have, there's still one in September, the last weekend in September in London at the London Grand Tournament. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I think that's it for September. Let's take a look at... Is there any other ones scheduled for the United States? We have the St. Laureate. 
uh, which is not quite the United States, but close enough, uh, in Montreal, Canada. Oh, that's just for Armada. I apologize. I should be looking at just the X-Wing there's, there's, ones. There's a weekend for both. Oh, I see. It's the next weekend. That makes that's uh, October twenty first in Montreal, Canada, at that Saint Laureate. Saint Laureate goes double weekend, huh? Okay. Yep. Those people like to game. Uh, let's see here. Is there any other ones for the U.S.? Oh, PAX is what you, uh, what you're saying. Um, uh, in Philadelphia, that's not until December uh, for that world qualifier. And then the last one for the United States is in Las Vegas on January 18th at the Las Vegas Open. Has uh, open for Legion and X-Wing. Uh, there's a full schedule um, on Atomic Mass Games website under their Star Wars transmissions. So definitely check that out. And of course, it is still store championship season. We put a link to um, Tim's uh, map in our Discord. Uh, so if you are either running a store championship event or want to look and see where those store championship events are in your area that map is a great place to do it uh, we set up a uh, right right next to it is the submission form as well they've been doing a great job curating that uh, getting it uh, as much information about x-wing events in a single location as possible so i always gotta shout out them doing some good work out there Um, any final thoughts on Gen Con, though? I hope everyone had a lot of fun. Tried out other games. Checked out the con. Good time. I've been there two or three times now. Uh, yeah, it is a... It is a lot. It's a... Anything you want to do, right? Uh, especially like new games, demoing games. That's always my favorite part of try trying out these different games. I heard the uh, Aerodome table did well. Oh, yeah. I do want to shout out uh, Wade Pichet and Aerodome had their own booth. Uh, so that's very exciting. We look forward to their Kickstarter finishing here. Should be any time now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, any time. So I'm uh, very excited uh, to check that out when it fully re releases. Um, well, uh, Marcel, uh, who who is the who is the most fun you had playing against? Um, the most fun, actually. Uh, they were all a ton of fun. Um. Uh, okay, so this is a tough one. I would say it's between uh, Josh, which is my very first game. Because I don't, I mean, we hang or we play in the same area all the time. Like, mm -hmm. we just don't get to play each other. And then the final game, um, the very, like, round seven. At that point, like, you know, um, I lost round six. So we were, we were both technically eliminated. So there was like no, oh, 
yeah, yeah. like there's there, there's no uh, like there's no pressure at that point. So it's always fun to 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 play just a, a, a fun game with no pressure and it's a little bit more loose and um so my my round seven opponent uh it was just a lot of fun because both of us were like we knew we were eliminated we just playing a game to play a game uh and it felt more like a league night game than anything else and those are probably the most enjoyable ones because there's you're not really stressed about stuff like oh i missed you know like oops let's just eyeball that <laughs> let's keep going right right you know, it's, it's it's just more more fun sure all right sounds awesome well be looking forward to the next events there um coming up uh what about uh store championships ryan are you still did you run your event yet for your store championship yeah i ran it last weekend last weekend gotcha oh, well, gotcha i think i mentioned that last week too so we'll probably have another one but we will have another one at the store i run it at um late october early november probably i'll post a bunch about it once it's finalized awesome awesome we should have one in iowa uh being currently scheduled so i'll give you a, hopefully an update on that one i always got yeah, support uh, those Iowa tournaments. But uh, I think that's it for us. Been an exciting weekend uh, for, for X-Wing overall. Some things to look forward to. And a lot of lists now. Or even more lists, I should say. They should be prepping for uh, for your next tournament. But until next time, uh, this has been Gold Squadron. Uh, stay smart. Stay safe. Gold Squadron, out. Thank you to ISO, Danko, Baffle, Trojan, Prophet, Shadow, Tycho, Spice, Raider, Lancer, Fallen, Row 6, 626, Chief, and J-List, our Grand Admiral patrons. And all of our Gold Squadron patrons and community members, thank you for your support. Gold Squadron, out.